Let's go, y'all. Hi, everyone. Today, we are on Zoom um, with one of the really important pillars of my life, I would think, in the past and present. Uh, we have with us Dr. Geraldine Tan from the therapy room. And this is Dr. Tan in her office right now. Hi, hi. <laughs> and I've sat across her once several years ago in this exact office. And she's given me a lot of advice that to this day, I'm still using as mental homework. Um, and we'll come to that later, but I think that's what it is. We constantly have to remind ourselves, even if you're in a good place in life, you can always fall back. Why I got Dr. Tan to come in to speak with us today is because everything that she's taught me uh, has really helped me in my life. And I was hoping that we could target some issues that of questions that always get through social media and hopefully help some people out there as well. So Dr. Tan, do you want to give some background of what you do in your sure. practice? So, sure. So my, my center does um, the more developmental work, which means from the little ones right up to the teens, to the uh, young adults in transition, all the clinical issues that we are, we, I mean, we hear about like depression, anxiety, eating disorders, and also to marital issue, relationship issue, and work issue. So really it's spanning across the entire developmental lifespan. So, I mean, yeah, so we do start with the little ones, but very often we also need to help the parents. So I think that's something that we can always look at. So the parents as adults. Yeah, I think um, for me as a parent, going through pain and grief, and I guess our theme today is pain and grief, um, first in the adults and then how we can help our children. I think for me as an adult, uh, when I came to see you, it was more about my child. Um, mm. I was recommended by my uh, pediatrician to you because um, I was say I was asking like, what should I do for my child? I don't know what to do at this point uh, now that you know, mm. I'm a single parent and what should I do? So I was sent to you. Uh, but you then told me like, you know what, actually we should focus on you as the adult first. Because mm. as the adult, you need to handle the pain and grief. So do you want to talk about that a little bit? Like how adults or people who come through deal with pain and grief? Mm. So there are different sorts, right? When you came to me, it was a recent trauma that you were dealing with. So some people... Or still dealing with. <laughs> or still dealing yeah. with. Yeah. yeah, so the the trauma can be a present trauma that the adult is dealing with. Some uh, adults come with past traumas. So it could happen in their childhood as an experience, their own abuse, their own neglect, um, their own experience with relationships. So it's a past trauma and they have not gotten past it yet. What, and, and how it usually manifests, right, is usually they're stuck at that point in time, they're frozen in that point in time. You know, so one of the uh, cases that, that I'm dealing with, she got stuck. She's now in her 30s, but she got stuck when she was 17, when things at home were very chaotic and everything crumbled and everything broke. So her understanding of relationships got messed up whether it is the role of a father, a mother, a sister, a daughter, 
you know, and that makes it very difficult for her to then move on. So it's not that they don't function, yeah? Life goes on, time goes on. Um, the, the, the work goes on, so the, the ability is all there. But the emotional uh, trauma causes them to be very stuck at that point in time. So she emotionally, she's still broken as a 17-year-old or as an adolescent. You know, and the um, understanding of what a, a parent is, is no longer available for her. So once where she thought she knew what she wanted, now it's no longer available. So she has a partner, they signed on the dotted line, but not able to uh, acknowledge the, the relationship so it's as bad as that. So the extent can be as bad and as severe as that. So it kind of, this is only one case, but it manifests differently for different people. You know, all these grief, all these pain. Grief because um, there are a lot of losses. Whenever abuse, neglect, trauma happens, there is actually a loss, whether it is overt or covert, there is a loss. So in, in some cases, loss of a childhood, some cases, loss of a parent. Not that the parent is not physically around, yeah, but the parent is emotionally unavailable for them. So there's a loss and they need to grieve over that. They lose the uh, understanding of each role and its meaning, its definition. So again, that whole grieving process that they need to go through when they recognize it or when they are aware and they come into therapy. I think Sorry, um, that was quite a long one. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just like digesting because I think it's quite similar even for my case at that time when I came, and then you not just talked about my existing trauma, but the past, and you brought up some stuff that I didn't know that. Uh, basically, it was like the anger that I received as a child from adults who were supposed to take care of me. I was then not allowing my child to feel anger uh, by limiting, like, when she gets angry, or I don't allow myself to be angry in front of her. Yeah. And yeah. it was because I was shown so much anger, and then you also let me know like all oh, emotions are valid and this and that. So it could be something from your past that you don't, you don't even know that's eating at you, but it actually affects how you are treating the people around you. Yes. Um, yes. And I feel like this is something that I really want to acknowledge. I feel like therapy is for everyone. Of course, find the right therapist. Like, I feel like there's also a lot of like, you know, like focus, focus, focus doctors out there. Um, I highly recommend all the help uh, if you're looking for one. But um, uh, yeah, I feel like therapy is for everyone at any stage of life mm. because mm. like you just mentioned, there are things that you go through and all kinds of loss in life, but people don't really know it or acknowledge it. And they just, I feel like the pain may not come today. It can suddenly hit you down the line when you then have a kid. Yes, yes. Yeah. So um, with... Um children is actually i think many of us with children we're very very blessed because we are then able to go on this healing journey for ourselves also i mean 
children are gifts and they're very precious, but also is a healing for the parent themselves because they, they start to understand more about themselves and what they need, what we need as, as, as you parents, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think having my kid actually, so let me see life again. Let me live my childhood again in the wow. way that I could have had mm. that I never had. Mm. Um, yeah. and, and that was beautiful for me every step mm. of the way until this yeah. day. I mean, it's very taxing as well, but it, it, that was my gift. Mm. And okay, so then let us now zero in on this single parenthood thing since you know, I came to you about it before you're well busted it and I understand it. Um, so I think single parenthood is I think mostly skewed towards females but I feel like it could be either and because it's not just like people leaving you it could be death it could be sickness you know just being absent or like you said emotionally unavailable um mm. and I think that pertains to both men and women because for me growing up as a kid my father's always working and my mom is emotionally unavailable so it's not just about just leaving you in your life, just like single parenthood in general. Um, do you want to just go in on that really quickly? So it can be, you know, you're absolutely right. The single parenthood can be due to death, due to illness even. That means one parent is ill, still there, but ill, so not available. So the other parent has to play a dual role of caregiving for the one that is ill, as well as parent the children. So that also can, it's not our typical classification, but the uh, parent primarily just is a single, operating as a single parent. And then you have the divorce or, you know, just not, um, not married. Okay, mm -hmm. so that means the, 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 uh, parent is just parenting the child. Um, so you have different scenarios. So when the parent tries to explain to the child, it's already very, very difficult. So they have to then deal with that dynamics in trying to explain to the child because if they don't understand the situation that they are in, the resentment, the anger, the pain gets translated into the, the words and behavior of the parent to the child. So that's sometimes what we observe, right? Or we see the total opposite. I cannot show any emotion to my children. <laughs> that was me, I wish. <laughs> Well, to a certain extent, you, you, you did mention it, right? Until yeah. we, you mentioned about being congruent and genuine to, towards yourself. Yeah. Because once you put up this fortress, so when you block your emotions, you say, I cannot let my children see, I cannot let my child see, you block. Now, this becomes a, a, a gap between you and your child your child has no more access. So when you're not emotionally um, aware and then it, uh, it translates to I'm emotionally restrained, but I'm emotionally 
unavailable for my child. So it's very, very mm. interesting because many parents don't realize that they are unavailable because the child mirrors that completely. If yes. you're withdrawing yourself emotionally, what you see is the child will try to grab. They'll try to grab whatever that they need from the parent. But because there's this gap there, they stop trying to reach out and they pull away. Mm. So they withdraw themselves. So we see these children just being very silent, silent, very sullen. Um, and then they start to act out. So you see the children, the adults in grief withdraw. Children in grief can withdraw also emotionally, but because it is too much for them, they act out. They act out by doing things that we term as naughty. Slamming the door, being very rude, doing things that you know we 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 cannot understand. We go like, don't you know you get scolding for it? Mm. And they go yes, <laughs> and they are not bothered by it. They go like, you know what's the difference? Because any attention is attention yes. for them, yeah. whether it's negative or positive attention. So they yeah. act out and they have behavioral issues. Then we mm. wonder why they have behavioral issues. Mm. Yeah. So when they are in grief, anything goes and there's mm. no goes back. How often do you see this? Because I think like people like to isolate single parents. It's like, oh, single parents are the one with issues, so the kids with issues, right? Um, I wanted to highlight this. It could be two parents still being together, but maybe you know, we have so much at work, we full-time play again, this and that. How often do these scenarios happen as well? I mean, it's, it's very uh, difficult to ask myself because, uh, or ask me in practice because my practice sees all these children oh, yeah, that yeah, have behavioral yeah. issues, right? Yeah. So true. by the time they come here, they already display yeah. certain behavioral issues, yes. But you're absolutely right. Because if you have both parents not being available in one way or another, and they, the parents can be together. But if the child perceives neglect and it can be neglect in terms of time in terms of emotion you know um in terms of being even threatened you know they feel unsafe mm. yeah they they can act out and they they act out by mm, the teens will stay out late they would not want to come home they don't feel that it is conducive a younger child might not be able to uh, run away from home or stay away from home but they might be able to express oh I prefer to stay in this environment or that environment mm -hmm. but they don't have sounds like you're describing my childhood <laughs> and my adolescent years um <laughs> I wish I had you in my life all along you know like the good angel above your shoulder um so with that right I also want to talk about mm -hmm. Even with all this knowledge, even with um, our sessions in the past and the lessons that yep. you've taught me, right? Yep. Whatever you've just said, my child still exhibits these kind of behavior ever so often. You know, even if I try to give her a lot of time, sometimes I know it's out of guilt. I give her extra time, like she, oh, I'm mm. always around her. Um, mm. And also sometimes even like, because we 
you know, when there's a lot of people around, it's very hard to talk about emotions, especially if you're a kid. I don't know how someone take a pride or whatever to bring out emotions out of them. It's best one-on-one. So even when we do talk about emotions and we do spend time together, I still see like, you know, the, the, the she still acts out every now and then. And then you go back to square one. And then... <laughs> Yeah. You be very careful. Children will be children. Yeah. They yeah. will test. They have testing behaviors. So we need to look at age appropriate testing behaviors okay. and not over interpret. Because uh, okay. I do realize that um sometimes single parents tend to read a lot into the behavior. Um there's yeah, it's the guilt, it's the guilt, it's the guilt. Yeah, really. Yes. So you know, just check in with the teachers or check in with uh, the people around you or check in with, you know, if you have a therapist, just check in with the behavior, you know, whether it is age appropriate, developmentally okay. appropriate. Or Thanks not. for saying that. I think a lot of the parents need to hear that, you know, because <laughs> they'll be dropping out their seats after the, your first, the first round of things that you said, like, oh, no, 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 I need to go and see someone mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because children will be children. Children are really lovely. They go through their whole um, uh, process of growing up. And there mm-hmm. are certain behaviours that they that would look a bit naughty. Yeah, it's not naughty. They're just trying to find their way around the world. Yeah. yeah? But I, I like how you highlighted. Sometimes it's our guilt and we look through our lenses and we go, oh no, is my child showing certain things yeah. uh, or telling me something with this particular behavior? Mm. Actually, there's nothing to interpret <laughs> because we read too much, then we yeah. want to do something about it. Yes, yes. Do it, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, and children nowadays are really clever. Huh? If we overdo certain things, they go, oh, I know what to do now. Then they learn how to manipulate us. Yes, yes. My daughter is very good at that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess, learn to see the signs, but don't overread the signs either. No, no. Yeah. So what yeah. would your best take be like to just have a therapist or call the hotline or talk to someone first? Mm. So, you know, parents being parents, we always would um, sit with a child. If we notice certain behaviors, we want to find out where this behavior is coming from, you know, and then we put in the boundaries. But when we realize that there is, they are pushing the boundaries a bit too much, or you intrinsically feel that there is something wrong. Now, trust your instincts. I always trust parents instinct not mine because the parent is the expert of your own child i'm just the expert of book knowledge and whatever Mm. experience you have right Mm. so if you feel that there is something wrong with the child there's something that is going on underneath the surface then Mm. we would want to try and see if uh, does my child need a little bit more help so it could be the school counsellor, it could be the teacher, you know, a trusted adult to try and access them first. Um, because sometimes these children are very sensitive. Huh? If we bring them immediately to a therapist, they will say, do I, uh, am I crazy? Is there something wrong with me? 
So we we also want to position it very gently with them. You know, that there's nothing wrong with them. I mean, I had a kid that sat in front of me um, also uh, from a divorce. So recently, you know, from a divorce family. Um, and she just sat in front of me. Her eyes just welled up with tears and she just kept crying, you know. And you ask her, she's not scared of me. Uh, but she thinks there's something wrong with her. I said, there's nothing wrong with you, you know? But she's the one that is seated in front of me. And what is she supposed to make out of the entire situation, right? So sometimes we, we also need to be very cautious because our children can be very, very sensitive. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry, I'm still processing everything you say. I take it very yeah. seriously. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. In that, in that, what I want to do. Mm. In that very same way, right? I'm just trying to flip the tables here. Like, mm. then being in your position, having to face with basically most of your clients will be grief and pain and loss or learning deficiencies and basically people going through trouble times. So from the standpoint of a best friend, a kin, a spouse, a mother, a father, whatever, right? And you know someone around you is facing an issue like that. How do you support them? So the best, uh, okay, the parent we have spoken about. So if, if it's in school and the teacher notices, so we hear things like, oh, your child isn't focusing but the child doesn't have a learning issue. So trauma or trauma-associated sort of situation can cause the child to do a few things. One, they don't focus because their brain is just really captured by whatever that is going on. They're very chaotic situation. Or they escape. They escape into their phones. They escape into, so a lot more screen time. Uh, they escape into their games. You know, um, there is a lot of um, pushback. They're very resistant or they're very, not angsty. They just refuse to do many things that we tell them to do. You know, and you see this escalation of behavior. Then we might want to just sit them down and just talk to them rather than telling them, you must do this, you must do that, you must focus. It's, sweetheart, what's going on? You know, so the school have school counselors, the uh, therapists you can bring them to. Usually, how I would have parents approach their children is that um, psychologists are emotional doctors. That's how I usually explain to them. You know, psychologists are emotion doctors or feelings doctors, which is more, you know, comprehensible for them. So, if the feelings are too much or too little, it means the, the feelings are a little bit sick. So therefore, they need to be looked after. So that's how we can actually approach them because they feel voluminous amount of certain emotion. Okay? And, and that emotion might overwhelm them too much that they cannot function. Or they remember that sometimes we remove our emotion. So they feel that void. So that's too little emotion. So mm. that's when, you know, the, if they are able to recognize that, then they can let us know so. Mm. 
Okay, I think we can come to the, the very last point is, what pointers or tips would you give parents out there who are just currently going through grief, um, a very new loss or pain, mm. to pick up their pieces? Yeah. Mm. So, one big thing that you mentioned earlier is emotions are valid. <laughs> I'll stand by that. Emotions yeah. are valid. So whatever emotions there are, let's not hush it up. Whether you're an adult or whether you're a child, within ourselves, we don't hush it up. You know, um, letting ourselves know, so letting the child know, letting ourselves know that my environment is safe. So sometimes parents or the adult in grief or in pain still feel very unsafe. So they need to know that actually they are safe. So for yourself, like if you recall, you had all the resources and you were able to articulate that you had all your friends around you, you had all your resources, so you were safe. Yeah. So we look around ourselves and say, are we safe? If we are not safe, then we need to put in safety, uh, safety net for ourselves. Same thing that we do for our child. You know, just different scale and different resources for our child. And who can the child go to in the different environments? Yeah, especially when they feel that a particular environment is extremely unsafe. Then what is their anchor and what is their safe space that they can retreat to? Um, and to remind, you know, our children that they are loved. Because sometimes they don't remember. It doesn't come very naturally to them, especially when there is a disruption. So whenever yes. something big happens, the understanding of I am loved suddenly just disappears. Okay, so that's for the child. And then for the adult, not only um, I am safe, who can I go to that uncomfortable? So maybe that understanding of love is no longer available, okay? But where can I go that is comfortable? Who can I be with that I am comfortable? Yeah, so whether mm -hmm. it's with a family member, whether it's with a friend, whether it is at work, even with a therapist, so you mentioned about, you know, finding the right therapist. There is such a thing as a, you know, a therapist, a good therapist fit. So mm -hmm. the client therapist fit must be there because our personalities may not fit or mm -hmm. the other party may trigger off that feeling of not feeling safe. Mm -hmm. So it's a very real thing. Yeah, so... Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid, you know, just go and try different therapists if you're unsure. It doesn't mean mm -hmm. the first one you sit with, then you feel absolutely fantastic. Doesn't mean that way. And we mm -hmm. won't be offended because we understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. Is that all, doctor? Yes, there's, there's <laughs> quite a lot from me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> high expectations, high expectations. All right, thank you so much for your time today. Mm, no thank worries. you so much. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, bye.